Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The Premier View Tipperary GAA podcast has just got its very first sponsor. The podcast is now proudly sponsored by MerchMonster.ie. On MerchMonster.ie, you can buy personalised hoodies, t-shirts, polo shirts, personalised snood face coverings, and a whole lot more. They've even got a product personaliser over on their website. Go over there and check it out now. They deal in one-off orders and also in bulk orders, class hoodies, team and work polo shirts, and everything else in between. Go over there and check them out now. It's MerchMonster.ie Now let's get back to this week's show. Hello and welcome to episode 48 of the Premier View Tipperary GA podcast. Uh, my name is Michael McCarthy and I'm joined again this week by Sean Smith from Curtis Arsfields and Inda Tracy from Tumi Vera. Uh, Inda, you were talking to our Clare representative last week. They went on and won it. A uh, bit of a shock, I suppose. Um, what did you make of the game? Um, in terms of a championship game, it didn't really have that feel about it, but... Um... Jesus, Clare could have easily won that game by at least 10 points, probably should have. I couldn't believe how flat Waterford were after the game they get after beating to give us in the last league game. It seemed like they were gearing up nicely for championship. But Jesus, they were completely off the boil. Clare was stayed, what, over 20 wides? It was, it, was, it was kind of a challenge match field in the second half in particular as well. Uh, really poor intensity for a Munster championship game, as bad as I've ever seen. But uh, Clare were full value for that. They should have won by it. Should have won a pulling up. It was way tighter than it should have been. Yeah, Sean, the the standard affair, as as Inda said, there wasn't um, wasn't great. Probably not what we're used to or what we've seen from the Hurling Championship over the last couple of years. Uh, the wides total, like that, seems to be a follow on from the league. I mean, we have we have our own problems with wides, but is that because there hasn't been 
much of a lead into to this, or or should teams now be sharp enough that they're not hitting those wides? Like in camp, campaigning conditions last Sunday in Turles was perfect championship weather. Um, again, I always kind of say when teams have so many wides, that means there's so many chances to hit the ball, and a lot of them are unmarked, free. The Waterford look legged, but then like Clare should be 15, 20 points up. To be honest, the first half there's no two ways about it. But then the wides were like. Grand team has 10 11 wise, but 22 wise clear had in that's outrageous. Like a lot more simple, like easy kind of shots, no unmarked, just very loose. As then they said, they're kind of a challenge game feel about it. Wasn't a championship kind of game we're used to, but you know, we're kind of our team's doing too much physical work. You see the size of lads now, but is a hurling letting down? You have to kind of think about it as well, then. Yeah, well, is we're clear so much on top in the that they just. It was easy for them, and like we've often seen, where teams aren't under pressure, they can start making mistakes themselves. Because, like as you said, Waterford were totally flat. Um, I think Conlon came away with man of the match, but just the the Waterford goalie made a hero out of him, poking ball after ball after ball down top of him. And I, I'm surprised at Liam Cattle that he didn't make a change, not not in, in personnel, but in just in tactic on on the the book out. Yeah, it didn't really work uh, at all for Waterford. They were trying to run with the ball. Clare had their homework done in fairness to them. Uh, I was saying to Colin Ryan there and we had him last week that Clare should set up with a sweeper because if they let Waterford run through them, they'll be cut open. And in fairness, they clogged up the centre there and Waterford really couldn't get ahead of steam going. But um, yeah, I felt like the wides were more of a symptom of we're so far ahead here and the adrenaline's up and we're playing so well. And, you know, maybe if there was only a couple of points in it, they might have steadied up a bit more with some of the shots, but... There was one there at one stage, Aaron Shannon, there was nobody within a mile of him. And he 30 yards out and he put it by it. For an inter-county forward, like, that's it's abysmal. Like, there's no excuse for it. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And Watford were, were septic, really. It's as bad as they've played under Liam Cattle. Yeah. Um, and I was saying there a few weeks ago on the pod, it's typical of Watford, second-year syndrome, but then happens all the time. And it looks like it's coming around again. Yeah. Um, from, from, a, from a playing point of view, Sean, the two... I suppose standout hurlers. We mentioned Conan, but uh, Clare's Tony Kelly, but uh, much maligned Ozzy Gleeson had a, had a fine game. I thought for for Watford, probably their best hurler on the day. I think he scored. He, he was wing back at one stage, and he he was nearly their top scorer. Um, but no, nobody else fired for for Watford. No, I didn't. I never really kind of got a chance to. Was in Tony Kelly when they put him inside. It was feed him, and he was score like there was no two ways about it. But I noticed and the camera panned out. Clare only really had two forwards inside on 65 most of the game. They stopped Waterford. They broke down midfield, the half-back line. Like, they kind of showed what they can do. Like It'll help Tip for sure, Like kind of watching back that game. But Clare had a plan that worked perfection. I'm not sure why left. Like Waterford could have handled Tony Kelly a bit around. You could see from early stages where the game was going. Um, but it's slow on the sideline, maybe. But it was kind of a game where no matter kind of what Waterford did, he felt they were always just... Going to be too, not have enough on the day, to be honest. That's yeah. not a big mistake not to, or to put um, Caleb Lyons on Tony Kelly. Like yeah. They completely nullified his, his the best part of his game. Yeah, I picked and him in the fancy in Ireland. So when I saw him, Tony Kelly, yeah. that's him gone from doing that and going forward. Caleb Lyons back in the full back line a lot of the game, like and not getting onto the ball. A lot of their attacking impetus comes from him fizzing up and down the wing, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah I, I was surprised at it because. We spoke, remember, was it Limerick and Cork in the league and about Mark Coleman and Keane Lynch and how they're both hurlers and probably not markers. And 
like Callum Lyons, for all his good work, what is it? Two, two, he's about to score two twenty now in in Championship Hurling. But yeah. like defending is not his strong point, yeah. and yeah. to have him inside in the full back line, kind of marking Tony Kelly, just seemed like a very naive mistake from Liam Taft. Yeah. And he's yeah, isolating the full back line. It wasn't like he was there and could feed, work the ball out with other players. He's on his own, like just yeah. do it away as well, like. Yeah. He was um, released out there a bit in the second half and he started coming into the game way more. He got a point all right, didn't he? he yeah, got one he, score. He was coming up the field a bit more. It was too late at that stage. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, Lo- Lohan obviously won the, the battle of the of the management or, or the tactics. And Lohan has been under a bit of pressure um in Clare. But he, he got this one right. Do you, do you think he has them Clare going well um well enough to trouble us, I suppose, uh, this weekend? I think so. Well, like, the, the game will stand to them no end. Like, it's the confidence from the league. It was starting to gradually get higher from the Mantra match. It was really a case they couldn't sink any lower. So each game they've been kind of improving. And uh, a lot of people around Clare now wouldn't have been expecting them to beat Watford with that amount of ease. Like, So I don't have savage savage momentum from that. And it's hard to know where Tip are going to be coming into with no game played and such a long break. And maybe Clare will have that confidence up in the first first half. It'll be it'll be a tight game. It always is with Clare, no matter what the what the standard of the teams are. Um, but Lohan has a motor him well. He, he seems to be a good motivator. And in fairness, to him um, the one criticism you'd have had had with him over the last year is his game plan was a bit basic. But he he was on the ball against Waterford. In fairness, to him. Yeah. But if they want doing that again, isn't going to work against Tip. So he's going to have to try something a bit different as well. Yeah. So Sean, yeah, just look, looking ahead to this weekend, um, Tony Kelly, as we said, he he is their main man. He is their main scorer. He pulls all the strings, and no matter where he is, and I, he he he's definitely up there in the top five hurlers in the country for me at the moment. How how do we nullify that threat? Is it is it in the forward stop and the good quality ball coming into him, or do we man mark? I think man mark like is with Brendan Marby up to like annoy beyond me for. But Rowan and Marby up, like you know, there's the like Callum Lyons defending wise, he's a better going forward than actually a, a physical man marker defender. That's what I look at. Like Brenda Mars on jobs over the years on lads, like you know, um, but you know, fairly quick what way Claire going to set up. Are they going to set up at the same style again? You'd wonder, isolate Kelly inside. They might Kelly going up in midfield, roaming around then, um, because she's going to have kind of would Claire show their hand a bit there. They're not show their hand, but show what they can do so. Tip have Tip have a chance now to kind of review that and see where they're going, but I'd be off Brenda Mara and they going on to my Yeah, in the, I, I'm just I'm kind of in the same boat. I, I'd like to see Brenda Maher pick him up. And I think Ronan would probably I probably this is not saying anything bad against Brenda Maher, but I think Ronan has too much hurling to be man marking and, and would contribute a lot more from the half back line, would say, than if, if he was man marking and Brendan was free, you know. Yeah, I can't see see Kelly been inside for too long, so the logical thing would be to have Brendan follow him around and then Barry Heffernan coming out to the halfback line. Mm. Um, look, he has form. He's done it before, so why change it? Like, he he, he seemed to get into his head in Cusick Park in 2019. He had him really frustrated on the day, so maybe he'll have memories of that and it might be a, a good starting point. Like. Yeah, um, the, the other forward, I suppose, that is um, is dangerous or potentially is dangerous is Aaron Shanahar, especially on the high ball. And I would imagine we will see him uh, inside full forward on Paddy Maher. Um, how, how do you think that battle will will fare out? 
It'll be interesting to see what way Paddy comes at it now. We've been talking about how the failings he's had at fullback there. Like he hasn't played there in a long time, but he used to he used to try to come and attack the ball and try and snap it. But he seems to be a bit more reserved there at the minute, just playing the percentages, trying to knock the ball down, stop his man getting the ball. I'd have no problem with Paddy on Aaron Shanner, to be honest. Um, I think he's plenty smart enough. And Shanner, he's a good ball winner, but if you stop him getting the ball in hand first time, you're nullifying most of his threat. When the ball gets to ground, I think he's <clears throat> he becomes a very limited hurler. So, yeah, I'd have no problems with him there, especially with Barrett there along with him and a few lads dropping back. He should be okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, Shanner, for me, is a one-trick a one pony. You know, it's, yeah. it's that high ball into the square. But Another hurler, Sean, who's playing well for Clare at the moment is Aidan McCarthy. Uh, kind of plays in the half forward line around midfield. He picks up a lot of ball. He's he's in good form. Um, will we have trouble with him? Do you think if if, if he's given license to roam? Well, but again, I kind of I've confidence in our six backs that we kind of all decide on whoever they pick up. And I'm confident enough to nullify. Like I think McCarthy got three or four points to weekend. He could have got more again. So, but if you give them the time and space in the ball, they will do damage to you. Um, yeah. like they're not going to hit the same amount of wides again. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, another area of the field where where Clare um, have have a good player and we seem to struggle a little bit in the is uh, in midfield. Uh, Colin Galvin is there. He's a he's a very nifty, crafty hurler, and and we're we don't know our best two. I suppose. And um, how, how do we how do we manage Cal- Galvin? Galvin was good last day. Now he's um he's kind of an underrated player for Clare. You know, all the attention would be probably with Tony Kelly being the main man, but he's been on the same teams as him coming up. And he's just a real stereotypical midfielder there. He stays in that sector and he links the ball, links to play very well between uh, backs and forwards. I think we're looking most likely like Paddy Cadell and uh, Dan will be there, but you'd ex- be expecting Dan to kind of be dropping very deep during the match and covering a bit of space there in front of Brendan or Seamus Kendi, whoever centre-back. So you're probably looking at Michael Breen or Willie Connors or Alan Flynn, one of those three, dropping off from wing forward. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll be a competitive sector, all right. But I think with what we have there with Paddy Cadell, I was really impressed with him in the league. Um, I think we'll we'll break even there anyway. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him play in his first championship match and see if he has the potential that we think he has. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to I think Cadell is excellent. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him start as well. His first start, he, he did, of course, today last week. Um, our forwards, Sean. I think that's where we will make hay, where we'll win the game. Uh, but as we said at the start, Conlon got man of the match, but I thought Watford made a hero out of him with their puck-out strategy. Whoever we pick in the goal will have to really vary the puck-outs to, to kind of take him out of the game, won't it? Oh, it will for sure. And like, and they also, Watford made a hero that Paul Fitzpatrick lad as well, you know, like, so like, that half-back line is there to carry and if you get the ball, if we get the ball in their hand, um, you'll know if we like clear kind of that half back and kind of dominate when the ball is broken up. They're physically strong, they were tall. No, they were they're big lads, like you know, they're getting over the ball and either winning the free or what for the come control it. So it's all about the puck out there now and to the man, like and vary it as well. Like don't be poking not worse than poking the ball on top of Conlon again, making him making him quite a hero. But we'll know we won't be doing that. Like you can see what happened when we did Watford did that, so there's ways around it. I think Sheedy is probably too cute anyway to get caught yeah. uh, lumping yeah. ball down on top of um, on, on top of Conlon when he when he's in that form. Noel McGrath, I think, would probably take Conlon out of the game with his with his Roman and um, like we're always quite good against the sweeper anyway, don't we? We're we're well able to vary and crisscross the ball and, and 
And uh, Sean mentioned Fitz, uh, that Paddy Fitzgerald. He's seemingly he's um, uh, a former professional lacrosse player or something uh, back from back from the US, but uh, had a real uh, real farmer go about him, didn't he? There in the uh, an agricultural uh, go about him there in the half back line. Jeez, he looks very awkward, doesn't he? He doesn't he doesn't look like a lad that should be anywhere near an intercounty match. But he was effective there now. But he, as Sean said, he's he's there to be targeted. I think. That entire Clare defence, most of the reason why they're, they have Conlon loose there in his own is because that full-back line is seriously suspect. Conor Cleary and Paul Flanagan, they're, they're average average players. Yeah. Rory Hayes, in fairness to him, has a bit about him. I think he's pacey and he's sticky. But um, that, that, that defence is fairly weak and they were leaking a lot of scores in the league. Um, if we get the right ball, if we avoid Conlon, we should be doing, doing serious damage there, all going well. Yeah, Sean, nail your colours to the mast. Um, a tip win uh, easily, or will it be a dogfight? Um, a kind of a game. It's a game. I feel that well, after ten minutes, we'll know one if we can kind of nullify Kelly and see where he goes. I think we should kind of pull four or five points clear to fair now. Our forwards, if we can target their half back and full back line, there's scores to be out there. There is like if our shooting's on point, there is points to be got still tip by four or five. Oh. Linda, would you concur? Uh, will we cover the spread or will it be a tight game? What is the spread? Uh, I think it's three, four points. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd go along with Sean there looking at four or five points. It won't be a handy game, I think. I think we'll be slow to get into it, to get up to the pace of it. Um, but I think overall, the quality we have in the forwards... Um, Brendan on Tony Kelly look he's not going to stop him completely out of the game but he's yeah. going to nullify him to an extent that it'll, it'll be enough and I think four or five points pull it at the end yeah. should be yeah. should be the way it goes so, I, think, I think we'd be happier actually playing clear than Watford to be honest what we saw from Watford in the league against ourselves oh so, yeah definitely yeah. Happy with, with that draw in the month's final yeah so confident yeah. of a tip win so this weekend that game is on at uh, 3.45 on in the Gaelic grounds on Sunday uh, live on RTE2 um, the other games that were on last weekend um, two massacres um, in, in in Leinster I mean just all the talk about all the talk about mismatches in, in football yeah. the, the hurling certainly lived up to that over the weekend but uh, Wexford and Leash and Dublin and Antrim uh, we won't spend too long on them uh, they were Wexford, we'll go Wexford and Leash. Rory O'Connor went to town, I think he scored 2-7, other than Lee Chin chipped in. and oh geez, they, 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 were, they were just all over. Leash are in huge trouble, aren't they? Jesus, I watched it. I, I couldn't credit what was happening. And this was early in the game that there was Wexford men completely on their own on the wings, picking over points. It was unbelievable. We thought, that, like we said, Waterford Clare match had a challenge match field test. That was way worse. I never seen nothing like it. Leash were abysmal, yeah. and they had fucking they had twelve or thirteen men behind the ball most of the game. They were just letting Wexford take, pick off these long range points for the whole match. They're in massive trouble in the relegation match. I, I couldn't see them pulling anything out of it after that performance. Yeah, it, 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 there's there's no point in, in spending much time on it. Um, but the Dublin Antrim game, Sean. Um, like it had the same sort of feel to it. Dublin were in control. Antrim, for all the good they did in the league, just flopped. I suppose yeah. um, on the day. Now, I, I, 
I tend to think that Darren Gleeson targeted the league. He wanted Antrim at the peak of their powers for the league to get as good a league out of it as they could. And knowing that they weren't going to really do anything in Leinster, didn't mind kind of how, how they were set up. But still at the same time, it, it is they got an awful hiding off a Dublin team who were poor in the league. Yeah, I, and I kind of... Here the week before, I said Antrim might have it. Kind of said Dublin was Antrim could be giving out a bit of a game on you, but geez, when he's following scores there, I kind of like this is only going one way to the ramp. Like, there's 20 points in the end, like it was so. But like, where, like, as you say, Darren Lee's may have had lead, kind of worked well in the league. Like, beat Dublin, but like, where were they going to get anywhere in Leinster anyway? Like, in a way, you have to look at it. Like, a semi final, look, the semi final again, it would have been up against the bush, like Dublin were. What did Dublin and Wexford learn from in two games? You wonder, not really, not a whole pile. Yeah, the the three games, I suppose, at the weekend, as you said, had challenge match field, but they certainly didn't ignite the championship. But I suppose this weekend, then in the, we have uh, with four big games, but say st- sticking with Leinster, uh, Wexford and Kilkenny should be a humdinger um, Saturday. Uh, Davy, I don't know, is Davy back on the sideline or, or is he still up in his in his uh, in his little box? Um, Davy and Cody, uh, Wexford wanting to lay down a marker again against against Kilkenny. We, we said last year that we thought they were a, a year too much into the Davy uh, reign. How, how do you think they'll go this year against the big ones? Well, I think they have a fair chance against Kilkenny uh, the next day. For how bad, uh, how, however bad they were in the league, um, after that win there, it'll give them a lot of confidence. Look, White Oak Leash were beyond useless but that'll give them a good kick kick up the arse after a poor league um, they seem to be getting into a bit of a rhythm now it could have been that they were targeting the championship you know it's hard to read into the league especially look you see what Waterford were like the first day and we thought they were setting the world on fire after beating us in the last league game but um, I expect that I, I fancy Wexford in that one you know I think Kilkenny they're just way too reliant on TJ still to have some average enough hurlers around the field I'd fancy UX from that one, yeah. Yeah. Um, TJ Reid obviously is up there in the in the to- with Tony Kelly in the top five hurlers. Um, do Wexford have a backman to or a midfielder even, depending where he's picked to to, to to nullify him? They don't really. <laughs> They'll put someone on him. Yeah. I, th- I think maybe they might might put Kevin Foley on him, maybe or or Sean Murphy. But look, you're wasting your time trying to man mark TJ Reid as far as I'm concerned. What you'd be better off doing now is just going about your own game and try try and win it um, on its own merits rather than trying to nullify one man. But look, TJ is probably number one in that list, to be fair. so But if you can just, as I said with Brendan and Tony Kelly, if you can nullify him to an extent and just stop him doing total damage, he'll be going a long way towards winning the match. But, um, you know, he's some player, it'll be, he'll be hard to stop. Like. Are you expecting Wexford to, to get the, the win? I think so. I think they might make a one or two point win, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other semi-final in Leinster, Sean, sees Galway against Dublin. Uh, Matthew Kinney, obviously a Galway man, uh, managing Dublin. They, as I said, they had a very poor league, but Donald Burke scored 11 points from there. He, he's their scorer-in-chief. Um, again, we don't know what way, probably similar to Tip, you don't know what way Galway are going to be coming into it, but they've, they've struggled with Dublin over the years. I mean, they had a humdinger with them, was it, two years ago, and so you wouldn't know what way this game would go. I, I expect Galway to win it. At the same, time. yeah, I expect Galway to win. And one thing for sure, these two Leinster against the weekend, I don't, I don't want to see either team winning by over four or five points for sure. And like, um, 
you have to say golly, but I do say golly in the league, it's hard to know when and where they are standing. A bit like kind of ourselves, we kind of were bit over place, but golly, they're going to poke the kind of same team they kind of always went through over the last few years, on it. Um, but it will be close. I feel golly by a few, but something will not lose, on it. They never yeah. do against golly. No, um, yeah, I think I think you're, I, I'm with you. I think it'll be tight enough. I hope it is, to be honest, because we we need good games, especially in in Leinster. Uh, but yeah, Gal- Gal- Galway Wexford Leinster final to come. Um, the All Ireland champions are are back in action in the this weekend. Uh, they have Cork, a team they've typically struggled with. Uh, Cork were blown up, I think, during the league as being All Ireland contenders. But I think that that probably fizzled out a little bit towards the end of it. But Will they give Limerick a fright on Saturday evening? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, I think they've done an awful lot of damage the way they lined out in the league game. Um, it's kind of a precursor to this game. And look, they, they they hurled a bit the way that they were going to line up in the championship and it just went so badly wrong. Um, Kingston left off too many of his main personnel. Um, I think psychologically it's going to have a big effect on them. And there's a lot of people who say in the lead up to trying to give it the big one that Cork have something in reserve for it, but I can't see what it is. Um, that's their game plan and they're not going to vary it um, as far as I can see. Um, if Limerick show up to any degree, produce anywhere near their best, I can't see Cork coming within five or six points from to be honest. Yeah. Um, for me, Sean, the Cork full back line is their Achilles heel and I think that's where we'll see Limerick do a, do a lot of damage. Um Sean O'Leary Hayes and Niall O'Leary and whoever whoever they pick I don't know who they're I wouldn't even know who they're going to pick back there but yeah. they're, they're under pressure all the time aren't they that cock full back line yeah it's really clear for back line no they are like Limerick and Targon and Limerick can King of Limerick had the right players that can target they can go to town to be honest like um, I feel now Limerick kind of have Cork's measure at this stage no way to play um, so in league and last year as well so Limerick I say kind of comfortable enough in the end you know but just wouldn't know. But hopefully, it should be better, better three games this Saturday than we had last weekend. That's for sure. Hopefully, so it is a bright day to have in front of Telly on Saturday with the three games live. So, yeah. Do um, Enda, do you expect that Kingston will leave Coleman at centre back? I'm sure Kylie will will leave Lynch there. Um, that he seems to have been picking him there now for twelve or twelve months or more. So I think that's probably where he's going to play him again this weekend. Yeah, he's made his bed there. I think. Um... I just can't see that what Cork team beating Limerick if they produce their best. Um, they're kind of in a similar boat with Clare and other full back line is seriously suspect. Uh, they'll be turned to the likes of Damien Cahillan Owen Cadigan again. Um, lads that have been tried and they've failed so many times. Um, they'll just, I think they're just going to have to work on trying to outscore them with the forwards that they have. But... Mm. Um, I can't see it happening. They don't have the physicality. They don't have the players to match Limerick. I think so. Yeah, well, the two Cork players that will take mind and are uh, Darius Fitzgibbon in the middle of the field, who will is probably one of the top midfielders in the country, and Pat Horgan again. Um, yeah. Now Horgan obviously is deadly from freeze, but he yeah. can he can get goals and, and a couple of points from from general play as well. So he'll he'll take Mark and therefore. One of the Morrissey's, I suppose. One yeah, definitely. That. And Jack O'Connor, in fairness, had a, had a good league. He's been on the panel a few years and he's starting to come into it. They seem to have been targeting goals. I think maybe they've gotten it into their head that they're not going to outscore Limerick in points. So they need to be scoring two, at least two or three goals. And in fairness to them, they've done well in the league in that aspect. 
Um, I'd be of the same thinking they're going to need at least three goals to be beating Limerick. Um, they have good forwards, in fairness. They've excellent forwards. They've always had good forwards. But uh, it's just trying to stop the scores going over at the other end has always been the issue. And it'll be the issue again at the weekend. Yeah, um, Sean, point scoring for Limerick is their, is their main thing. They don't, they don't tend to go for goals and they're happy to take the long-range point or the, easy, the easier option, I suppose. Um, if, if Cork can clog the middle of the field, but maybe it's not their game plan, but would, is that a way of, of maybe trying to stop that, that point scoring for Limerick? It would be for sure. Like Limerick are able to get 30 points a game plus. That's no problem. Like Don't score a goal. What about? Like another team has to score 321 or to get close and then even think about it. So... Cork can try that. Then Limerick, then the forwards, then the pump ball into the forward line. They can score goals if they want. Like, you know, um, they have that kind of plan B anyway for Limerick. But it's hard. They've scores all over the park. Like, that's the thing with Limerick. They can score from anywhere. Um, not depending on what Cork really don't have the physicality to match them there in the middle, though, if they try and clog up the middle, do they? No. Not, certainly don't have the physicality that, um, that Limerick has, anyway. No, they're, yeah. They're not built that way, you know. Yeah. Talking of scoring more goals, they'd be close, but if they can't get the ball in the back of the net, they won't go close point wise, innit? So, is it safe to say uh, the Premier View are saying Limerick Tip Monster Final, Galway Wexford Leinster Final? Yeah. yeah, that's the way I'd say it, anyway. Don't know Sean. What do you yeah. think about the Wexford Kilkenny, Sean? Do you think? I was thinking Wexford as well, this kind of what Kilkenny and Lee. League is league, but I think Wexford kind of send out Mesh here, Hammer and Leash, and all Leash room. On way back, but still, I'd feel Wexford by a point or two on you. You're just depending on TJ Reid. He'll, he'll score, he'll get his scores. Cody will pick off your scores well, but like at the end of the day, I think Wexford went too much from this stage. So last week we announced our Fantasy Hurling uh, Premier View Podcast League. Um, I'm happy to say that um, of the three of us here, I'm miles ahead of you. Uh, you should give it up now. Um, I think the game <laughs> is up. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Enda, you are what? You're in first place in our league and you are also on, in 15th, is it there? Um, so you, you have two teams in. You never told us that last week. <laughs> huh? I have two teams in? Yeah. That's number one, hurler, number one hurler on the ditch and number 18 in the Crafty, crafty. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Nina Rogue man, sure. Nina Rogue man. Yeah. Um, um I I did I did a mixed bag uh over the weekend. Um I plumped for Stephen Bennett as captain. Um no, in fairness he did he did okay. He scored what ten or eleven points. Um but uh Les the pick Tony Kelly now. It's a shrewd selection to be fair to me, he was good again. Yeah, I um, think the, the pick the peak of the of the week is Neil McMahon as the Antrim. Um Full forward who who was a midfielder and and really produced yeah. the goods. Uh, that was a, an inspired choice, I think, by me. Just gonna put it out there. <laughs> yeah, I went for Keel and Malaya there from the Antrim. Oh, what did I? I had both of them in the toss the coins. Yeah, good though. You got tw- what? You got twenty points, like so. You can't yeah. turn your nose up with that either. It's not bad. Um, but um, I I kind of didn't want to throw all my eggs in the week one basket there, so I kind of put in a few lads that weren't hurling. Um, Tim O'Mahony, Ron and Maher, Jason Ford, just to get going for week two. So hopefully that'll pay off in the long run. Yeah. Um, Sean, uh, we've three substitutions now coming into the, before the start of week two, um, and you can have three three from, from one team. 
Um, are you going to put Paddy Maher in, or are you going to insult him by leaving, leaving him off again? No, he's coming in. He's in. <laughs> he's in. Don't worry. And and Stephen Bennett's gone, and TJ Reid will be in there as well. Then. So. <laughs> Sean is throwing it out there, right? Um, Linda, what's your tactic? Are you are you going for the the marathon, or are you going to go for the sprint and put in lads that are playing this weekend? Yeah, I, what I'm going to have to do is call the two leash lads I have in the team. What a terrible idea that was. I, I um, Ross if, if I have a black mark, it was picking the prick in the Roland. In the <laughs> yeah. Minus eight, he got me. To do <laughs> what were you thinking about? Like? What were you expecting? Yeah, I, I, had, <laughs> I had all Murphy score. I had all Murphy in the goals. goals and he got more points. He wasn't even playing. Yeah, I mean, if I did, if I did just picked Brian Hogan, I I'd be top of the table. Like. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, yeah, he had a mare, didn't he? Jesus, he made a few good saves as well. Actually, could have been a lot more. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to have it. We're gonna have to get Kyle back on here. You get no points for assists or no points for saves. It's just like if Wexford score five goals, you're in minus, you're in minus yeah. territory. Yeah, do you want to ask him why Shane Bennett is down as a back? Yeah, I, I picked him because I was like, Jesus, this is great. And not, but sure, he was useless as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's I probably why he, maybe he should be a back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think I, I look, TJ has to go in anyway. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking at maybe Cahill Mannion for Galway. Um, I don't think I'll triple up on any team, to be honest. I think I'll just try and spread out the. Uh, the options and see where it goes for the finals, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy enough with the start. It wasn't a terrible start. It wasn't an unreal start, kind of middle of the road, and uh, you'll be you'll be pulled back very quickly. McCarthy, there's no problem there. I don't know. I I, I love. Uh, I think I I've, I'm, I'm putting TJ and um, and Jason Ford into my forward line for Sutcliffe and and Kieran Clark, um, which will leave me with Chin and Rory O'Connor, Tony Kelly, Donald Burke, and and Reed and Ford. So, I mean, I think you're on the back foot as it is. I mean, those six forwards are they're scoring all around them. Well, sure, if you know in the start of all the end, you're no good. Like. That's not how it works, John. That is not how it works. <laughs> are you going to put Brian Hogan in, are you? Um, no, Ender Roland is staying there. He's getting a, he, he's been left in there. They have Antrim on on the second part of, of uh, the next section. So I'm thinking that he will um he'll be all right there for, for and that. he'll increase the score this week, sure. Zero is better than the minus eight. So this is it. I mean, yeah, plus. So uh, yeah, I, I have Ronan Ronan in the back. I, I'm going to bring someone in there into the into the backs for 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 Shane Bennett. Um, he's just getting kicked to touch, never to be seen again. On a fancy team in in, uh, in Capoeira. Will it cost you a transfer to change your manager? Yeah. Yes, it's a transfer. Yeah. To cha- it's a transfer to change your manager, and it's a transfer to change your captain. Oh yes, yeah. Fuck, jeez, yeah. All right. So I could only make two transfers then if I want to change my captain. Four. Yeah. yeah. All right. That changes things. So Tony Kelly is still going to score, freeze. Yeah. yeah. Is he going to get 10, 12? Yeah. No two at all. Just, I hope not. I hope not. I hope we're not fouling that much. <laughs> you get a few for play. Uh, yeah, it's hard to, hard to know who to pick there now. Yeah. Yes. Um, but um, yeah. 
So in 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 the league, um, hurler in the ditch, as we said, is number is number one, who may or may not be on this call. Uh, number two is is Tom Gleeson, uh, the Arbor Rovers guy, who goes quite well in 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 this over over um, over the last couple of years. Um, number three, yours truly, um, in Ooh. our own league, um, we have um, a Derek Kelly uh, from Los GA and. Uh, Garod Grogan from Shannon Gales that rounds out the top five Sean Smith there's six pages and I, I can't find you on any of them Where, uh, are you there somewhere uh, I'm there I'm just hiding away for a while just <laughs> taking it easy getting used to the format of this the XG didn't do it in theater, no? no my XG was cat <laughs> my defender's XG was scandalous who had you so I only had three playing me there Dara Gray, Callum Lyons and Gavin Bale. And Callum Lyons sure ended up not hitting much on the ball because he's too busy getting his hand, arse handed to him by Kelly. <laughs> um, and then uh, the fourth member of the Premier View team is our social media guru, Owen, who is propping up the table. He's not here to, to um, defend himself, but he had a mayor, an absolute <laughs> mayor. How many times I think he only had 11. He 31, I think. <laughs> I'm just looking at his team here. He, he, he uh, Owen, if you're listening, oh my god! <laughs> so He's the um, how do we get that? Like, I, I had me captain with Stephen Bennett. He got me 38. But... <laughs> it's clear to say that the Ogre retro jersey will not be going to Owen's house in Cashel this year. <laughs> so last weekend, the Munster. Camogie Championship kicked off. Um, in the tip, we're playing Cork. Um, they lost 4-13, I think, to 16 points. Goals, as we've said before, win games. And tip are leaking them against Cork, aren't they? Yeah, they just they just can't seem to stop Cork getting at them now. Cork, the kind of tip Camogie team have a similar problem to the, to the hurling team. They, they lack a bit of pace there. And if teams run at them, they can be really opened up. And these Cork have serious pace in their forwards there with them. They've uh, Amy O'Connor and Kira Sullivan, Izzy O'Regan. Their their rockets really coming from, coming through the middle. Um, but Cork started at lightning pace the last day. I think in the middle of the first half they were two five to three points up. But uh, in fairness to Tip, they steadied up and there was only three points in it at half time. Um, and in the second half they pulled it back to one point. But Cork had had the answer every time. Like you you could just see that they had another gear to go into, and they were missing. Two or three that played um, Gaelic, or Gaelic football in the league final the day before, so um, they just seem to have a, an Indian sign over Tip. Tip beat Galway last year in the league, and I think they're capable of beating Kilkenny, but I think they have a serious hang up over Cork. Um, it's a big problem going into the championship, and it's a it's a result they didn't really need, especially after the disappointment of the Kilkenny match. Um, but look, they're, they're still a good team there, and uh, they've the bones of a good team. And they have a decent group in the in the All Ireland Championship. Hopefully, they get a bit, bit of momentum going again, and uh, can get the confidence back up. I suppose, yeah. like looking at the game, like I mean, it was seven, seventeen points to sixteen, uh, or seventeen scores to sixteen. So, I mean, from a scoring point of view, we're certainly creating the chances. But we obviously we need to score goals. And are we just a little bit naive at the back? Would you say in that? Um, we seem to be conceding these goals. I think it's, I think it's something like ten or twelve. Is it against Cork over over a couple of games? Yeah, I don't think it's naivety. I think it's just pace of Cork. Uh, if we get turned, we're in big trouble. 
Apart from Karen Kennedy there, centre-back, it's uh, the other backs there are lacking a bit of pace. And even in midfield, Roisin Howard and, and uh, Sarah Friday were there. Good players, good hurlers, but slow enough if they're turned. Um, I think they're, if they're playing Cork again, I think they're going to have to look at maybe dropping someone back because it's a killer conceding those goals. And when we're not scoring them ourselves, um, that's a bit of a worry as well. Just not We're not really creating goal chances. Um, so it's something that has to be addressed um, going forward. As I say, the confidence isn't going to be there going into championship if we play Cork again. So it was the result they could have done without now. Yeah, so next for the Camogie team is, is the championship starting in July. Um, they're done with Munster now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So they're in a group with um, Limerick, Wexford and Offaly, I think. Yeah. So that's a group that they should be topping if they're talking about getting to an All-Ireland final. That's a group they should be winning with, with a bit of ease. Limerick had a decent league. They'll, they'll be tough enough to be, but should be beating them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ladies football, Sean, um, they had a very tough league, um, got relegated, but news came out during the week um, of a, another devastating blow. Ashling Maloney has done her cruise. Um, it's a terrible blow for, for, for Ashling herself, obviously, but for, for the ladies footballers. Yeah, they're getting no luck at all now. Injuries, like it's like marquee players like that are getting injured. We're just kind of going out now and hoping for the best, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and Ashling is a top top player. Um, she made her debut on the senior camogie last year. She's she's obviously quite a, a, a talented dual player. But um, cruciates are just, I, look they're they're becoming more common and and people are coming back from. But it's still a, it's still a big blow for her, isn't it? Oh, it's a massive blow for her. Yeah, um, she's a really quality player, and I think she she took the decision to. I think maybe she felt herself that she was getting a bit overworked with with the training load and the game load, and she opted out of the camogie this year. Um, I think she could see it coming, but uh, it's a serious blow for Tip. Like, the, it's hard to face into a championship without a player of her quality, especially when the the lieutenants or the backups to her aren't anywhere near the quality. Um, it's going to be a tough championship for Tip. Now, there's no doubt they'll be doing well to stay up senior without her. Like. Yeah, yeah, they will. But look, we we wish Ashling all the best in her recovery, and um, hopefully, look, she'll be free. We might have a chat with her over the over the, over the coming weeks. Um, okay, so this weekend should probably see the um, the finalising of the twenty twenty championships uh, with two county finals on one Friday night, one Sunday. Uh, in the, the junior A is the Rover, Arval Rovers and Grange Motor. It is, or sorry, Arval Rovers and Holy Cross, and it's on Friday night. Um, Holy Cross have a fairly star studded team, um, a lot of guys that hardly seen her over the last couple of years. Uh, you, you obviously, we, we spoke about last week, you've seen the Rovers. Uh, I, I presume the Rovers are probably st- slight favorites going into that. They will be, I suppose, yeah, just uh. By the definition that they're a first team and they're playing a second team, but Holy Cross have been knocking on the door. They've been winning mids there now for a good while the last few years, and as you said, they've had a, an injection of a lot of lads with senior quality to have experience. But um, yeah, Arvale, they were look they look good the last day against us. Now they look a team that have been training hard for it, and they look really motivated to get up to intermediate. So as I said, the, the 
few awkward hurdles, but they're they're very fit lads, and uh, they've a good good forward line there. The names escape me now, but they're number fifteen lads. It was very good. So it was Mikey Dwyer, I'd imagine. So. Yeah, yeah, five or six points from play, and their full forward got a goal, and the other corner forward got one one. So they'll be looking for them to to pull up the scoring stakes. But look, without seeing the Holy Cross lads, I couldn't really give a verdict other than our avail. But I'd say it'll be a tight enough game. Yeah. Uh, the Junior B final is down for Sunday in Holy Cross. Um, Gortnehu, um, they won their semi-final and Cashel won theirs. Um, again, Cashel, uh, we, I saw Cashel in the West final and they were, they were very good, put up a big score, 4-16. Uh, but then last weekend, I think it was only 1-10 to 2-6 they beat to mine. So uh, obviously it's always tougher, I suppose, when you, when you come outside your division. But uh, Cashel have a serious panel of players. I think they'll be hard bet um, in this without, as as like like you with, with Holy Cross, without knowing very much about Gordon Ahu. But I mean, Gordon Ahu are coming off winning the intermediate yeah. last year and, and are in the Junior B final. So they're obviously a club there doing the thing right and, and going about it right. Seem to be, yeah. And um, Silver Mines, I've, I'm familiar with them now. I've seen them in the North final there before, before everything stopped. They have a, a fair influx of lads that played senior over the years, have a lot of experience. Um, uh, Willie Kyo and Dave, all three Kyo's are playing for them at the minute. Yeah. Um, so they, they were a good team, not to be beating them, it's fairly good tipping. Yeah. And they, they were going to join into Junior A League this year, but for some reason they're going back to the Junior B League. Um, so they'd be a fairly decent team. Um, Curtin who, yeah, I've shown to know more about them than I would know, but they seem to be doing the right thing and... You know, everything is positive, rosy in the garden over there, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it certainly is. Um, sticking with uh, Cashel, I suppose, uh, news filtered out last night that the Munster hearings had upheld the decision of the of the of the Kerry the Kerry uh, CCC and granted the transfer of the Brown Rhines to Cashel. Um, now. Kickhams still have seven days to appeal that decision to the DRA. Whether they do so is obviously a decision that they'll have to come to themselves. But um, it certainly looks like this one is one that's going to go through now with, with two with two committees after granting it. Seems that way, um, but it's gotten awful messy. I think when this whole thing started, we thought thought it would get a little bit messy, but it seems to be there seems to be a lot of spite there now at this stage and. You know, I think it's it's time to just let it go now and just let the lads hurl. Um, it seems like it's not going to be overturned, regardless of whether they join another appeal or not. I don't think they've like to stand on the decisions been made. So, um, look, it's it's messy the way it's gone, and it's messy for Nakavilla and it's messy it's messy for Cashel as well. I think look, you could you you'd see the positives for them that they're getting a lot of quality players into their team, but it's never that easy, and I think it's going to be messy for them for a couple of years. So it's just a situation that everyone could have done without, really. Yeah, and it, I suppose it also means that um, our our gradings in 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 the county aren't finalised because, uh, well, now look, it might be if, if Cashel win on Sunday, it it means they go junior A anyway. But uh, the word is that if these transfers go through, they were to go up junior A because of of, of an influx of players. And um, so, like our junior A uh, gradings aren't finalised because we still don't know what's happened, who who's going up into intermediate. Um, because of the county final not being played, and then the junior yeah. B, and it's it's just it's just dragging on, isn't it? It just yeah, twenty twenty needs to be put to bed now, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yeah. yeah. 
does. Yeah. But uh, 20, 21 championships, I think, are, are starting to, to start around this. In the up north, you have the minor or the under 19, I suppose. Is, yeah, uh, yeah. That, that kicked off. Uh, an unusual one in that teams are playing without their county players. Um, but I don't think anyone's been knocked out uh, of the championship, are they? Is that... No, no, right? they're in the north. I don't know about the other divisions, but the north are group, uh, round robin groups. And uh, we're in a group of three with Kildangan and Ballina. Mm. And the other groups, there's another group in the A. It's um, Ross Gray, Silvermines, Nina and Laura Rovers. So everyone gets a minimum, I think, of three games, um, regardless of whether you win or not. So, look, I, 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 I'm... I'm in between whether I think it's a good grade to have or not. I think, to be honest with you, I think it's a bit of a waste of time, but it started yesterday. Anyway, we got nice, got nice trimming off Kildang and now it's 321 to 27. And in group two, Ross Gray a bit, bit the shite out of Silvermines. It's surprising enough. And being a bit Laura Rovers handy as well. So I, when you, when you said it's a waste of time, where are potentially a waste of time? Is that the grade itself, or or the the format of the competition in the north? I think the grade itself. It's hard to take it. You know, traditionally it's hard. You know, the gap between minor and twenty one when that comes in. I don't. I don't know how serious you're meant to take it, or with the other groups as well. Train and it's hard. It's hard to put an emphasis on it with adult hurl yeah. and, and the minor grade. Yeah, it was our um, Cap White's. Um, Motion that brought in the 19 grades that, that passed. Now there was other other clubs that had, had grades in, but the thinking behind it in our and I, I was I was involved in it was that um, the under 20 grade was only a four year span. So for this year, it meant that a guy that was born in 2005 was only eligible to play under 17. He could not. He wasn't eligible to play under 20, and it was felt that that. Um, that was going to hinder at a at a, an age where we're losing players, you know. That's that, enough hurling from you. Yeah, he, he wasn't going to get enough hurling. And that's why we went with the 19 and 21. I do think that if the under 20 grade had a five-year span and he was able to play 17 and 20, there wouldn't have been an issue with it. But I, that, just as a bit of background, that's where we were coming from on the, the 19 and 21, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'll, I'll, um, I'll, add, I'll add to that by saying that we, we have a junior B team as well. And a lot of those under 19s are eligible to play junior B, and I, I'd be up to thinking that they should just be let play a bit of adult hurling on top of their minor as well, yeah. if they're at that age. Or sorry, that they, they wouldn't be eligible for a minor, but they'd be able to play junior B and junior A, and it's kind of hindering. It's running parallel to it as well, so it's kind of there's nearly too much going on, too many matches. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, no, look, I can see it, I can see it, but yeah. I know that that was one of the thinking behind it was that the, those two thousand and five children were only going to be able to play the one yeah. grade. And I think that's something that needs yeah. to be looked at. And I think the, I actually said this, I think to to county chairman before that if the under twenty is, if they if they added that that um that rule to include the the fifth yeah. year that there 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 should there wouldn't be an issue. I don't think with any club with that. Um, yeah, yeah, I can't see it lasting long term anyway. But uh, it's good to have it there for a lot of clubs. Where when are you starting, Mike? If you start in the list, or no, we, I, we made the decision that we're going to wait until the players are all eligible. Um, we have four teams in the A and six teams in the B, and it's the, it's two groups of three in the B, so they'll get two games. Well, they'll all be guaranteed a third game as well, so it'll either be a semi final or or a shield final. And in the 
the A, they'll have the three games in the in the round robin, and then the top team to the final in second versus third in the semi-final. So that's the way, and so that will be ran when, whenever right. they're free or or the twenties or the seventeens are out of of championship. Um, so that could be August sometime, yeah. I would imagine, before before it starts. Yeah, they could have nearly done that in the north as well. To be honest, like, yeah. I can't understand what the rush was starting at at this time of the year, but look. Is what it is now. It absolutely is. Another thing that uh, just locally in the is that um, teams with a second team, at, if, they, if they're at senior or intermediate and they have a second team that plays a junior, they've had to name 18 players um, that now cannot play on a junior team, regardless of whether they play on a on, on the senior or intermediate team, which in my opinion is a little bit harsh. But what, what do you make of, of mm. that, um, that new I suppose, bylaw? <laughs> from the club I'm from I wouldn't be in favour of it obviously but um, I can see where the junior clubs are coming from with it um, a lot of lads there feel it's been been felt there the last few years that um, a lot of clubs are bringing down players early in the championship and they're having a an uneven effect on the championship early doors and look I can understand it particularly in the south I think there are a lot of junior clubs there and um, there was a lot of call mm-hmm. for it um, it's it's terrible unlucky for the few lads there that mightn't mightn't be able to play junior and they'll get limited time with their their first team. So look, there's a somebody getting a raw deal in all these things, but I think for the junior clubs, it's fair enough. I think. Yeah, it, it, I, I can see where the junior clubs are coming from. Coming coming from because yeah, there's teams being stacked, I suppose, and that. Uh, and, yeah. Clubs are being knocked out, and next thing, four lads are gone off the the junior team and, and are playing senior hurling or intermediate hurling, yeah. and, and that yeah. junior club is left twiddling their thumbs. Like, you know, mm. and so I can see it from that point of view. I just, I just think it's a bit harsh that a guy that doesn't play, like his name's now on an eighteen, and in two months' time, his form could have fallen off a cliff, and he doesn't get to play. And next thing, he is no hurling because he's not able to go back. You know, I think that's very, yeah. very harsh. What do you think, Sean? On the 18, yeah, I agree with that. It's, it is, like, we need to name 36 that can't play junior. Like, it's hard. To, like, you're picking, you base your 215, senior A, senior B, and your six kind of souls. But it's, it's very, very difficult. Like, you know, there's going to be some lads that felt they got kind of shafted being left off that, or some lads felt, jeez, how am I in this? Am I in feature at all? You know, so it is a kind of a, what else do you do? There's no other way of doing it. Like, it's just, just going, the name 15, like, where, like, it's hard for clubs to have yeah. maybe two teams above the junior grade, you know, um, one, you make it with, when you're naming 36, like, it's, it's a hard exercise, to be honest. 36? Yeah. Did you just make that up yourself, or? No, that's pure chance. <laughs> Three, six. Pure, pure Jeez. chance. He, I love the way he worked it in, though, as you. <laughs> yeah, he did, yeah, yeah, you teeter. Um, yeah, so uh, otherwise locally, uh, both our under-20 panels were named. Um, if we look at John Devan's Hurland, Hurland panel, um, I suppose a fairly decent spread of, of, um, of players. Notably, there was only 28, I think um, it was mentioned on Twitter, there was only 28 names on it. Um, the two transferees are not named but I believe have spots left open for them if it, if it goes through. But any any surprises there, Inda, from you the, on, on that panel? No, not really. Um, 
not too many surprises. Um, uh, fairly, fairly good team from last year. A lot of lads there from last year again. So um, it's hard to know how they're shaping up. Um, when's the championship due to start in that, actually? Is it this? The, this one is the twelfth, isn't it? And uh, yeah, ju- on July twelfth against midweek. Waterford. Yeah, midweek. Yeah, week half. Yeah, yeah. Should 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 have a decent team. There's a good few lads there from last year, and um, let's see. We've uh, Rory Brislan is in there, um, getting the benefit of a, a certain lad missing there that has no club. So um, that's great news for us. Yeah, R- Rory is a, a keeper, and. I see Jason Dwyer from Clonolty, uh, who was the minor keeper from Leicester, is also on that team, um, yeah. or on that panel, I mean. Um, and is Enda Dunphy, is he a keeper as well? From yeah, he's from, yeah, from Mary's, yeah, he is, yeah. 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 So, yeah. I mean, they're carrying three keepers and with yeah. a potential for a fourth, I suppose. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I see Jack Leamy is up from the minors there, um, from last year's minors. Jason Dwyer, as I said, and uh, Robert Dyle there from Clonoldy, who was also the minor fullback last year. Uh, another interesting one there, um, Sean Smith, is Paddy Creedon is named on the hurling panel, not on the football panel, and he was a member of the senior football team at the start of the year. Yeah, he um, he must have got on with power source something, and he kind of went turned, and he literally, I think he played in come on one of the games there in the football league game, he kind of left the panel then, or we're not sure exactly what happened, but then he played another 20 kind of challenge game then that week, that midweek following it and went well by all accounts and he's going to stick at like, and, um, it's good for the point of view from our own personal side if he goes to hurl, no, um, but again, sure, as they say, the football senior panel, like, won't be bit by Kerry, there's no two ways or so. It's not I, think that, I think the tip footballers would be robbed of some player if he doesn't end up playing football. I, I've seen him on minor level there, he's, He's pure cluster. Yeah, yeah, he sure is. He's a he's a he's a talented footballer. Oh, he's, he's unreal. He's he's physically everything. He has it all. Like he just and now he's going towards the hurling. So it'd be interesting how he goes. Yeah, after being dropped off the under twenty panel by in the Tracy last week, Johnny Ryan makes a miraculous <laughs> recovery and he's back on that panel. It was certainly uh, was overage. Certainly was overage. <laughs> uh, Mike O'Shea from I think I said it the week before though as well and you never corrected me either so well I, I was a bit taken aback and I was like does this man know something I don't Mike <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, O'Shea from Wollnohoan is uh, another good, good he, he stood out a minor there uh, he's, he's on the panel a uh, couple from Upper Church uh, Kyle Shelley there from Mike Harkey Kyle Kyle is the outfield player, Sean, is it? And Reese is the goalie. Is that yeah, fair as no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Connor Whelan there from the Devons. Devons Mullinahon uh, is is on. Um is on the panel. And uh, they're going to be captained by Kevin Maher, the the Borsali player. Is it a good good a good choice as captain, I think, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's Jesse's a right good player and uh, seems a real level headed chap. Gets gets stuck in, gets goes about his business. And he seems a real leader as well. In fairness, team Burris have a have a good lad there in him. He'll be he'll be the backbone of our senior team for a long time to come. So yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, the the football then have um the, David Power or Paddy Christie is the manager of this one, but they have um they have kind of a, a sprinkling of senior players. Sean O'Connor there who who was on it, but I, I'm not sure can he play or what way that's going to work. I, I thought if you played if you were on the senior panel, you weren't allowed to play with the twenties or is until that... until the senior until. Until your senior team is gone, no? So they're presuming. Yeah, so once the senior team is gone, he can play under 20 then. 
All right. Well, we're out on the eighth in the under twenty, so he's not going to be available, I presume, for the first. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. So is that's knockout then as well, isn't it? That's knockout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing Limerick, yeah. Playing Limerick again on the eighth, and then sure we're playing Kerry on the tenth in the centre, the eleventh. So um, yeah. I, I'm sure. Like I, I don't know. I'm presuming Sean O'Connor stood out for me in the in the, the football league as being one of our better forwards. So I'm presuming he's going to be on the the seniors. Yeah, he will be definitely will. So he'll probably miss that first round, and yeah, yeah. And we, and we substitute in someone there if Paddy Creighton is going here and cost the football panel. I can't remember. Have we gotten in the football 20 panel over the years? I can't remember. Yeah, probably quite a while, I'd say, since yeah. he did. Yeah, it doesn't stick out. Grange Mokler uh, has five players on that 20, the 20 panel. Um, I think, Sean, you, you missed it there. We were talking about Gartner Hoob being a club there doing things right. Uh, Grange Mulcair certainly doing everything right at the moment, aren't they? They're, they're in the 20 football final. They're in the Junior A hurling final. And, or they were in Junior A semi-final, sorry. And they're and they're five players on a on a, on a a county team, which is probably a, a record for them, I would say. Oh, for sure, yeah. And it's we, we actually mentioned Grange Mulcair a few times over the past, how they're coming up and they're seen to be involved in more Made the finals and semi finals in all grades, to be honest. So hard work is paying off, and that's sure. And even see, can cash a four or five man? It could be four, even you know. So some clubs are dominant at that grade. Yeah, Kilsheelan actually, just as I suppose going a bit off topic there, but Kilsheelan and Enda are a club that have like 11 or 12 inter county players between the senior football, senior Harlan 20s. Like that's a phenomenal amount of players at, at, at any. For, for any club, but like again, Kilsheelan would be relatively small. I, I know they yeah. probably have an overspill from Tom Melville. Yeah, savage pick, yeah. And they're, they're um, do, they, do they consider themselves traditionally a football club? But they, they're, they're doing well at both grades. Um, mm. I, I do always look out for them every year, to be honest, um, in whatever they're playing and see, look, GCFD's many lads on tip panels, he's surely making good inroads at club level. But um, other than the senior football, they don't really. Don't really make much inroads at that level. Is that what's the reason for that? I wonder. Are they kind of a they were in the, an all jobber. They were in the semi final of the um, intermediate hurling two years ago, um, and like they they do like I mean they obviously have the two Mahers. Paul Maher was on the scene of hurling. You Bill Maher, Mark Stokes. I mean they, they're and and then they're younger guys, so they're, they're they're talented. I suppose it just depends on. It's like I suppose trying to get the the mix right at. Jewel is, is very hard and yeah. we've seen that I mean with, like yeah. Lockmore seem to be the only ones that are able to do it um, do, do it successfully I mean other, club, other clubs do it but like as you said they're senior football so and, and they look to get to the semi-finals or quarter-finals every year so I mean I, I'd imagine that it probably is a focus and I think David Power when he was at certainly at one time was a chairman of the club down there so I would yeah, imagine yeah. he was probably driving the, the driving the football end of the football, yeah uh, but yeah, I mean, look, uh, certainly a club they're doing things right and, and, and as well. It's nice, uh, see, it's nice to see that the football panel isn't completely taken over by Clonmel commercials ads here. Yeah. Um, um, which, it, there's only a couple, is it? There are only two on it, I think. There's only a few on it, yeah. yeah. Two, three, three, four, yeah. five. Oh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> take that back. Take that back. Um, yeah, but uh, the senior panel, you know, there's a lot of... Oh, yeah, they do, yeah, there's... The senior panel completely lopsided. Is there nine or ten lads on the senior panel? I, I think there's eleven. Is there now? Yeah, geez, that's a crazy amount. Like, um, look, obviously county champions are county champions, but surely there's a, another spread of footballers in other clubs, no? Yeah
yeah, so look, um, that's that's all I have for you this week. Is there anything else that crops up, lads? That, um... Um, no, I think I think that's it. Um, can we go over the minor hurlers? We did. No minor panels. Yeah. Minors, yeah, minor panels. Yeah. Yeah, there's a severe spread of clubs on the minor panel actually. James oh, Woodlock really? certainly scoured the county looking for talent. How many had you for trials? I someone said he had like a hundred and. 120 is what I heard. Yeah. yeah. Someone, yeah, someone said to me, the more he's like, you go in one day and you didn't get the ball, you drop. It's, it was like, <laughs> like stuck in a fucking corner for an hour and the ball played the other side. Like, you'd be fucking fair sick. Like. Yeah. That's the way it should be done, by. That's the way to do it. Um, that, that team is to be captained by Ronan Connolly of, of Cashel, the brother of Owen, obviously, who's on the, the senior panel, a, a very talented young man as well. So looking forward to seeing him uh, in action. For the minors, yeah, we've um, Darren McCarthy and Kevin's younger brother there from the twenties last year. He's literally a carbon copy of him. Um, a right good little hurler as well. Um, yeah, but there's a savage spread there, isn't there? I, it's unbelievable. There's even there's a lad there from Feathered even. So it's great to have to see them having a lad on a on a hurling panel. Um, what about Kieran Woodlock, uh, Daniel Rossiter? They're right good lads. Darren Minogue from Tarlis, Sean. They're right yokes, aren't they? Yeah, there's four of them there in Dorsogan. You know, Philly Hayes around midfield, big lad. They will always score points. Daniel Rosters, lethal. You know, like and then Kieran Woodlock in the backs. You know, like there's some. There, like you could probably pick a few more from Dorso, but you know, the fair to the hard picking this year, and you're just in there deserved it, right? You saw. Yeah, Sean. Uh, I suppose one big omission uh, that stands out um, is Tommy Maher. Um, he he was a star of that. 16 team wasn't he and, yeah. and was on the minor panel I think last year and, and yes. doesn't make it this year so. it is a strange one but sure kind of it's basically with the kind of the way picking went is very limited you only kind of maybe a game or two to impress or training session or two there's so many lads draft in that not clicked but you know yeah he, would he not have had a basic idea of what panel he would have wanted beforehand and then call the trials to throw a few lads into the mixer or would he just mm-hmm. had a Clean slate and done the trials and well, see have, what. Yeah, have your trials and drop lads rather than yeah. What you mean like I know that's all you were thinking. But there's there's a small enough selection from you were saying Mike there during the week the county semi finalists there under sixteen or yeah. Well, I mean, if you look at would say the fourteen and sixteen um from would say sixteen from last year and the fourteen from the previous two years. I mean, our three clubs um all won our our divisions. You know, uh, I think the Swan was the only change at at sixteen last year. And like from the four, there's only seven, I think, from those four. Now, obviously, that's not the way it works, but it just seems to me to be a small, a small return for for the four teams that over the the two grades have been kind of head and shoulders above. Well, I won't say head and shoulders. I mean, but they, they certainly were the best three of the four teams at, at the grade. Yeah, it is unusual. But uh, that Connor Martin lad, he's a transfer in for Kappa, isn't he? So you were he was in the Cork uh, transfer money well there. He was. Bring him in from Solohead. Yeah, uh, Connor Martin is a is a solid uh, or previously <laughs> a solid man. Uh, <laughs> transferred in at the start of the year. Um, fair play, fair play. And, resume, and the less said about that, the better. <laughs> and you resume, you go over, you go over Kerry Easy in the first round as well. So, you know, they should like, get the win and go from there. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine. Um, they certainly, they certainly be Kerry. Um, how, how they go after that, I suppose. Yeah. But it was a fine game to start as well. It was like with a team that's so kind of, 
you may not have seen a lot of them like you're throwing them in they're giving the right chance here first game for Tip Myers against Kerry like you know if you can impress there the winner can depress at all that's the way you look at it I think the, the younger lads would say the, the guys that are under 16 that, that, them as 14s won the forest I think so I mean there, there's obviously a good bit of talent there at, at that level and um, I mean we've seen from the Sayers I think or Dorlis Oak Sean as 14s, I think those guys got to the, the Fela A final. I think it was, was a Belly Hale or the, the, yeah, one in Kenny's size, yeah. Um, so I mean, there, there certainly is a lot of talent at, the, at that age group around, so it'll be interesting to see how they go at both grades as well. Yeah, at football as well, like you know, that that an age group seems solid. Yeah, that Paddy McCormick there from Burris, remember there last year at some stage in the match, he scored 6 13 or something. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, he's got right potential as well. There seems to be a, a few lads there now, it's the makings of a good panel. Paddy McCormack is the younger brother of, of Dan and Ray and built in the same mould, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's a conveyor belt of them coming through Boris there at the minute. Keep them lads coming. We need them ball winners in the half-hour line, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, 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 I will, I'll put my hand up and say I don't know much about the minor football. I'm kind of gone from, from watching that underage, so uh, there seems to be... Again, there's a couple, four or five commercial lads. Um, yeah, I remember watching the Clare match last year and geez, they got an awful hiding, but I think somebody said after that that there was an awful lot of lads not up to the age on the panel, a vast majority of them, so you'd be hopeful that they can make a better fist of it this year. We're badly in need of a underage football panel making at least winning a couple of matches just to get some sort of momentum going at any grade. Yeah. Um, so hopefully they can... They can get some sort of a result. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. We wish all those tip teams the best um, over the coming weeks as they as they go out representing the blue and gold in in the championship. Um, so that's all we have time for this week. Um, quite a quite a packed show there. Next week we will be hopefully looking back on a tip win in in the Munster semi final. Looking forward to uh, the tip versus Kerry Munster semi final and seeing and seeing what that has in store for us. Um, and you never know, we might have a we might have a special guest, Sean and Inda. Thanks for for joining on the Premier View. Yeah, Mike.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 